welcome to Don't Tell Mama, where we spill the sweet tea on all things Southern. I'm Mandy. I'm Leah. I'm Katie. And you're listening to Don't, Don't Tell Mama. Don't Tell Momo listeners. This episode is extra special because we've had so many of these on our podcast thus far. So today our topic is Southern women who inspire us or badass Southern women, as we like to say, the real bosses, the ones who are running the world here. Um, We've had so many phenomenal women on our podcast to interview and I feel very honored to also be a part of a podcast with some phenomenal women as well um and so let's get going so my first inspiring southern woman that I will share with you is Ashley Longshore she is a painter and an author, and just an all-around inspiring human. Um, She inspires me because of the subjects she chooses to paint. Um, She has a whole series of some amazing, inspiring humans. I like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg one she does, she has, that you showed me, or that I looked up when you, you mentioned her the other day. She has that whole series of RBG, right, where there's different backgrounds and it's Mm -hmm. just like her nice, like, uh, giant glasses. And she does a whole series with Audrey Hepburn. She does my uh, portraits of Maya Angelou, Frida Kahlo, Oprah Winfrey, you name it. Like, if, if there's an inspiring woman out there, she's probably painted them. She also has a series of quotes, which is great. One of my favorites of those is, <laughs> I mean, she's she's also very, what's the word? How do I say this? Very she's girly, I feel. Very like. girly, but very, uh, very honest as well. <laughs> she <laughs> says, what is it there? There are only two things in life that should be big, dicks and diamonds. <laughs> So when I say that she like lives that, you know, inspiring, uh, uh, feminist, powerful life, like that is, you know, her, her, um, her style of painting. So there's no lack of color, just like bright, wild colors. There's, um, tons of patterns. She mixes patterns. She's not scared of using glitter, uh, you know, and, and so, yeah, anyway, have y'all heard of Ashley Longshore? I have not. I hadn't heard of her until you mentioned her the other day when we were chatting, Katie, and I looked her up and I am in love, honestly, because bright things like that. Um, I think in the year of the Barbie movie, we can easily embrace <laughs> these bright colors again, right? And so um, true. And it's just like mm-hmm. taking me back to like being a girl and like really enjoying mm-hmm. those colors and yeah. and seeing the fun pop art style that she has is just like I don't know I I just found it really interesting and I'd love to go 
see some of her work sometime and you you mentioned she's got what like a gallery in new orleans right yes yes so thank you leah for bringing that up because that was the other detail i wanted to share so she is originally from mobile alabama but she currently resides in new orleans and she has the ashley longshore gallery in new orleans that she owns so if you want to see her work it's um you can obviously find her online, ashleylongshore.com, uh, but her gallery is also uh, a, probably a really fun trip to go see. She's definitely known as a uh, as a pop artist, but not just only a pop artist, a pop feminist artist. So uh, most of her subjects are female. Most of her subjects, uh, you know, just have that uh, really powerful feminine quality. So yeah it's really great I love her stuff and that's a good point too that you know feminism to me is doing what you want not based on what society expects of you so if you still like pink and your lily pulitzer like me and leah do that doesn't make us not feminist so true so true she does that she has a few books as well one called roar a collection of mighty women and the entire cover is pink and it's got rbg on the front with pink leopard print background i mean come on (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then she has another one that's uh called ashley longshore i do not cook (laughs) which is like (laughs) you know you're just getting the whole juxtaposition of of like, you know, we can wear pink and we can still, you know, be considered feminine and embrace that uh, feminine quality. The other one, the other book that, I I mean, I want to read all three of these. I have yet to, but the other book is You Don't Look Fat, You Look Crazy. (laughs) And there's a picture of, I believe it looks like uh, a self-portrait of her in like a um, superwoman bathing suit kind of costume yeah so she's pretty fabulous <laughs> she's oh pretty fabulous I saw an interview with her on um, another podcast that I really like that I talked about on the podcast episode and she just like just like her paintings are real loud and colorful she's just this bright personality and it was so much fun to kind of like hear the voice behind the paintings so yeah Ashley Longshore, y'all. Check her out. What about you, Mandy? Who's who's an inspiring woman to you? I like kind of dug around woman. for a minute. There's a lot. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah, I had to, like I said, kind of thought and dug around, but I settled on Eudora Welty because it just felt right to me. So I went with Eudora Welty, who is the Pulitzer Award-winning author from Jackson, Mississippi. She uh, lived a good long time, actually. I just looked up her birth and death date. So it was 1909 to 2001. Wow. So, and she um, never got married. She lived in the same house she was born and raised in. She uh, was from an area around Jackson called, I think she's pretty much from Ridgeland, which is kind of a more mm, gentrified area outside of Jackson. Um some of the books that she's really known for, The Golden Apples, uh, Delta Wedding. She's a lot of short stories. A lot of her short stories appear in like um, anthologies for Southern and Mississippi writers. 
And she is interesting because she also had other things. She worked for the Jackson newspaper. She also was, and this is kind of the coolest thing because we've been using this a lot in my department there um, during the great depression, FDR, who would have been considered very liberal at the time by like, and especially now in today's political climate. So he came up with these work programs basically to get people back to work and start like kind of getting the economy back going. And one of his programs was focused on writers and artists called the Works Progress Administration. And so what he did was he sent this like team of writers and everyone out into the States to basically collect very intensive histories on these states in each county in the state and basically put them to work and got them, you know, got things going. And she was a photographer for that program. And a Mississippi Department of Archives and History actually has her photo collection available now for you just to view through their through their website. And then also you can still go to her house. Um, and I do think she might be like, looking at if you believe in that kind of thing she's still looking over her the people of Ridgeland because her library the library system that has library I think in it named after her was defunded because they refused to bow down to book banning a few years ago the county completely defunded them so private donators have kept the library system there afloat wow so so I think you know you know if you look online there's a ton of interviews and things with her so you can hear her voice and hear her demeanor she also actually I think she did not win her Pulitzer Prize until the 70s oh wow it says yeah 1973 1973 she died in 2001 did you say Mandy yep 2001 Mm -hmm. yeah so her Pulitzer Prize was for the optimist daughter and she won that in 1973 you were you were right on mm-hmm. maybe one of i've read a few th- i've read chunks of delta wedding so i took a modern you know i was a double major in english and history and i took a survey of the american novel which was a really cool class but i had 20 million other things classes going on it was like my last <laughs> semester so i like read chunks of it and got the idea of delta wedding and then i've read several of her short stories but i have read the robber bridegroom which is a fairy tale retelling on the natchez trace which is real Ooh. trippy it's a real wow. trippy thing. It's but I love the I love the like how she goes. She takes where she is and she writes about it. People like you know authors that I also love. Like it's kind of funny. Like I really love you know we've talked about how I love the Great Gatsby and F. Scott Fitzgerald. F. Scott Fitzgerald liked the big picture. Like he wanted to know what's going on with ge- this generation. He used different accents and people of America as his characters, like they were accessories. Like they were like stackable bracelets, basically. But authors like Eudora Welsley and Faulkner used what they had in front of them to kind of talk about life itself, which I think is kind of an interesting perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I had no clue. Um, So I read Delta Wedding in um, high school, actually. I read Mm -hmm. Delta Wedding and Optimist Daughter during my AP English class, I think Mm -hmm. my senior year. And, or maybe, no, it was probably my junior year because that's when we did, I think, Southern literature. Yeah. So probably my junior year when I took AP. Um, And then I had no clue though, that she was a photographer. So that's wonderful. I've, I I knew that she was from Jackson and I knew that there was a museum there and a a library. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've passed by it, but I have never gotten the chance to go in. So I was going to say, I'd um, love to go see the the house Mm -hmm. museum. That would be, I feel like maybe, 
I feel like maybe we should take a field trip when y'all are home for Christmas. Oh, that would be fun. That would be amazing. That would be really fun. Maybe maybe sure. I can come up, Katie, while you're visiting with Brady's family or something. I was going to say, it's, that's true, because it wouldn't be too close. far. Yeah. It's pretty darn close. And then we could steal you. <laughs> bring you to the coast i love so, it i love it yeah so, she died at age 92 which is yeah I mean, that's that's a lot and now America. i'm sure she had family money so i'm not like discrediting this but it, it takes it took some balls to like not get married oh like, she never to got live. married she never got married yeah so oh, wow. back to live to be born in 1909 and in yeah. in post civil yeah. war mississippi you know i feel yeah, like that's pretty that's pretty uh pretty ballsy so she has a fun quote on she did write a book about writing and one of the good quotes from it is all serious daring starts from within oh i so, love that so all serious so. daring starts from within that's amazing mm-hmm. she, like that. she really does look like a spitfire like she, mm-hmm. the, probably the wittiest person smartest person in the room you know yeah take no prisoners mm-hmm. oh yeah Oh yeah, I like. <laughs> like moments later, you'd go, "Oh wow, she was throwing some shade at me." But I didn't even know. <laughs> oh wow, she's won so many awards too, like Guggenheim Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, she won something in France too. So, Leah, what about your your person? Ooh, okay. So we kind of discussed a little bit about the two that you both chose so that we could kind of not choose the same ones. And I didn't want to go with the quintessential Dolly Parton who we all absolutely love and adore. Um, Amen. Amen. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I knew that Mm -hmm. Mandy did an author and Katie did an artist. So I ended up going and Mandy's was historical, you know, so I wanted to go kind of a different route because as you said, there's so many, amazing wonderful historical and famous southern women out there that have been really inspirational and so I thought a little bit about it and I ended up going with someone who has actually inspired me more than you would originally think and it leans back into the whole where Katie was coming from where and what Mandy was talking about where feminism and feminist energy like being a strong woman does not necessarily mean you can't be girly right because that's always I I come from a very male-dominated field marine biology like I'm you know I've kind of talked a little bit about that before like I'm very comfortable hanging around with just like a bunch of dudes like I can handle that I love it. it it's so much fun you know I can go fishing I can do all of that kind of stuff but I also really am girly as well you know and so thinking about that and thinking about someone that embodies that to me and like really has kind of shown me someone in this day and and times that that kind of embodies a lot of that is uh actually Reese Witherspoon so Hmm. yeah right so if you go back she's she's grown up in Hollywood but she's originally from New Orleans which I didn't actually realize i i knew she was from the south and because she had a very like real southern accent but i didn't realize where she was from mm-hmm. but she was from new orleans she was born in new orleans so and i think um, she lives in atlanta now i think uh, i think so something like that um mm-hmm. yeah she she definitely still lives in the south but she has done so much with 
her life in terms of her career and and I feel like she's always kind of stayed true to at least who she appears to be you know she's famous like there's only so much we can actually know her but I feel like character wise she's stayed pretty true to herself in terms of those kinds of things like we think about like legally blonde and you know a lot of people see that as like a really silly movie and yeah of course it was but there was a lot of undertones just like the the new barbie movie in terms of those kinds of things of being pink and girly but also showing that those things like that movie is iconic (laughs) right Mm -hmm. the movie is iconic yep be girly what like it's hard (laughs) exactly (laughs) like you can still be girly and wear a pink sparkly bikini and wear a pink suit and you know what you can still be a badass lawyer and and go to harvard and do all of those things and still be you know girly and blonde and or whatever you know it doesn't matter you can be yourself being a girl doesn't mean you can't do certain things and i think that movies like that like really spoke to me a lot when I was younger too so it was very influ- influential times and then of course I loved her in Sweet Home Alabama not the same <laughs> kind of movie but still we've talked about that one a little bit before there is a couple right. of controversial scenes in that but you know whatever um wasn't she, that made in the 90s or something yeah, so yeah like, late late 90s early 2000s yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. exactly and um and now she's she's done so much since then um but she also like has created she has like a fashion brand that's very southern oriented like it has a lot of gingham and all that kind of stuff and um she's producing movies like where the crawdads sing and she has this big book club that she's doing a lot of and she does a lot of like women's advocacy and mm-hmm. yeah advocacy and like, y'all should check out i don't know if y'all haven't watched it but big mm-hmm. little lies yeah the hbo series i think she might have produced that but she definitely starred in it with nicole kidman and um oh there's a bunch of actresses like a bunch of famous people that one was a really good one it was based off of a book as well but um Mm -hmm. it had a big message about like domestic violence yeah yeah i think she did actually help produce that one and i looked it up now yeah Yeah, and i feel like wild too like another that was so good that was so good a lot of strong women characters you know yeah. and and yeah yeah wild is really good did you guys read the book for that one too i did you yeah. did i actually didn't the book I was fantastic also, i also didn't because um this is weird oh, i know that is weird here's the problem <laughs> Do you remember what was it the um oh one of my toxic traits is that episode i don't know if i talked about this but if i see you it, did see, yep you i yep. don't read the book yep, <laughs> yep. <what> yep. <laughs> came out before i ended up getting to it on my to be read list and i just i never read it i never read it which is awful i really should have but i have to do it before i have to do right. it before so yeah I, th- I like Reese. Um, she keeps it real on her Instagram, on her social media. She mm-hmm. keeps it very real. Mm-hmm. Always, like her kids are usually involved or, yeah. you know, she's just being a normal person. I love it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of like a little different, but yeah, she kind of is, is kind of somebody that has inspired me in a lot of ways. I like a lot of the book choices she 
um, chooses for her book club. And I don't know, I can just see a lot of like things we have in common and different stuff like that with her. So I thought you were going to say when the, when you started describing her, I thought you were going to say, and I'm like, I don't know if she's from the South. Uh, is it the fancy scientist, the Instagrammer you follow? Yeah, yeah, she is. Um, She kind of gives me that vibe too. Yeah, she does for sure. Yeah. She actually, uh, used to do an entire series on women scientists and she would feature them on her her um instagram and and it was the whole premise was like scientists are can also be girly you know like she would feature like women in like you know pink lab coats or like in heels or like whatever and like they're still really serious scientists and and stuff like that so we should have her on yeah that'd be cool yeah that'd be really cool she's doing a lot of different things now now she does a lot of like career stuff like um, career counseling and stuff yeah. like that yeah mm-hmm. for, okay, for okay. like wildlife biologists so it might be interesting in terms of like other women like famous or historical figures like who oh. are some of your other like can you guys just like shoot some more off the top of your head maybe like okay dolly parton whatever uh i thought of robin to- roberts Mm-hmm. Robin Roberts was one that was kind of high up because she's actually from past Christiane. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. There's always Oprah Winfrey too, right? Faith Hill. Mm-hmm. Those are always like big ones that have done that are that are famous. They're both from Mississippi too. Mm-hmm. Um, and if her and Tim McGraw ever divorce, I believe love is dead. Right? Same. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Like that. This kiss, this kiss. Love is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I agree. World is ending, right? Star Mississippi or something cute like yep. that. Star Mississippi. Oh, freaking she love is. that. Have you yeah. ever driven through Star Mississippi, Katie? If you blink. Yeah, I was going to say, it's if you gone. Blink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have driven through Star Mississippi and she has the, the sign, right? They've got the sign. Uh-huh. That- faith hill born here oh my gosh i swear it's one of it's one of those like classics like mm-hmm. got a got one stoplight you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing i think there's a dairy um, queen <laughs> probably <laughs> probably Piggy, I, um, somewhere i know mm-hmm. my dad always points so if me and my dad are ever driving through mississippi my dad was a game warden for uh 30 something years and he literally can tell you like everything about like where all the spots are in Mississippi, they filmed. Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, mm. no. Yeah, way. my dad can tell you everywhere they filmed it in Mississippi. That's really is, cool. Is that like where almost you get frame your, by like... frame? <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Is that where you get your um like ability to remember those like facts, Mandy, from your dad? Maybe like Maybe. dates and facts and like interesting <laughs> yeah. things. That's cool. It's just I don't know. It's just something I've always been able to do once my brain grabs it it's grabbed Mm it (laughs) yeah she's she's a librarian she has a card catalog inside her brain that she puts all of that information into and it (laughs) takes the cards out internally and reads it on there it has all the little facts oh my gosh i love it that's how i imagine mandy's brain it might be (laughs) it might be more like a bunch of web browsers <laughs> tabs, tabs that you kept open. Excuse <laughs> me, it's a little more modern. I feel like you're. I I picture your brain as a little more dark academia, but you know, you're probably right. <laughs> My TBR would agree with you right now. That's me just romancing, <laughs> romancing your brain, right? 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's think of some other ones. Um, it was hard for me not to just go with um, my two co-hosts because y'all are amazing mm-hmm. too. I know. It's such a privilege to, to be able to do this together. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's such a, a cool hobby to have. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool thing. Well, on that note, then let's go ahead and take a little break. And when we get back, why don't we talk a little bit about um, some of the people in our real lives, like not famous or historical that also inspire us? Don't worry, the episode isn't over. We'll be right back after a short break. So we are back and now we're going to talk about like, not just like famous historic women um, that are from the South. We also, I also thought of a couple more while we were on our break. So you could always go with a lot of the people, the um, women from like the civil rights movement. So you have people like Coretta Scott King or people like that. You could do even more authors um Zora Neale Hurston or you could even go all the way up to like modern times with like who else like uh Britney Spears right (laughs) Beyonce Beyonce's from the south she's from Texas right um Jennifer Garner Viola Davis all these people all of them are southern women right and so we have a wonderful reference to pull from from all of these women but not only them also within our everyday lives we have women we've already discussed the fact that all three of us feel the other two within our podcast um inspire us greatly so why don't we get into some of those more people that like some some of the more personal inspiring stories people that inspire us in our everyday lives so um what about you katie who would be Someone that you would, you find inspiring. So Mama Sandy, our, our, our mom, um, Sandra, she, she's uh, uh, Southern born and raised and uh, just a really genuine human. And, you know, someone who makes lots of sacrifices as, as many mothers and mm-hmm. many um, moms have to have to do and and she came from a uh, from a strong southern woman as well and um or or let's say was raised by a strong southern woman and yeah so yeah I feel like our bloodline is is quite inspiring <laughs> <laughs> for sure mm-hmm. what about what you about Amy? uh yeah there's a lot of um southern women just in my family that are really interesting. I was lucky enough. I've had this conversation recently with a a friend. I was lucky enough. Like I said, when I was born, like a bunch of my great grandmothers were still alive, like three of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. So, um, it's kind of hard to like, just say one, you know, I couldn't just say one, but, um, someone I think of a lot, I had one great aunt, uh, my great aunt Brenda, and she was my grandfather's sister. And she was someone 
that I think very was very inspiring. She was married and then didn't have children, but they divorced. But she like lived her life. She worked for Keesler. She had a good career. She liked, you know, she would mean her, we would, she would take us to the movies. She loved to shop. She was a real girly girl. <laughs> uh, so, and I think even like when she was like in high school, she was like Miss Forest, Forestry Queen for Harrison County. <laughs> I love yeah, yeah, she was just always like, like I said, she was, she was kind. And, and then my grand, my maternal grandmother too, I was really close to Missy. We've talked about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. My great grandmother was also very interesting. My great grandmother was interesting because she was born in 1912 and she was one of the few Southern women in my life, even though she was married, had had four kids, had a ton of grandkids, great grandkids. She was actually one of the few that wasn't like said anything about me getting married. She's like, yeah, go to college, get you an education. No one can take that away from you. So I find that kind of interesting. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, no one can take that away from you. So, so you go, you go to college. So her sister was interesting too. Her sister uh, trained as a nurse before they had like nursing colleges. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. There's actually like a statue. Or no, there's like a painting in the ER waiting room of her at Gulfport Memorial. Oh, wow. Yeah. She uh, was like a big promoter for the hospital and worked there for years. So yeah, there's a lot of Southern, Southern women in my family. Uh, Yeah. My mom, my mom not only raised her kids, but she's raising two of her grandkids right now. So that's pretty badass. That's yeah. That takes a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else? My, our mother-in-law jody she went went back to school in in like her 40s and i i'm just so mm-hmm. impressed by that and she's like now she's um a doctor and um i, I think there's an actual term for it like nurse in, practitioner isn't she a nurse practitioner yeah she w- she went back to to be able to like not just be a nurse you know like mm-hmm. she she went back for the real thing and i was very impressed with that because that takes a lot of a lot of courage a lot of you know get up and go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of women though that have really like what we know them for happened in their 40s right or mm-hmm. late 30s early 40s like lucille ball's first episode of i love lucy was filmed when she was 39 so oh, wow. true the late bloomer quality is like a huge thing you know yeah mm-hmm. well i think i think historically a lot of a lot of southern women prior are prioritize or women in general prioritize family and and um children and in your 40s your children are old enough and you can start doing those things that maybe you realize like this is a goal that i have now you know and mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the reasons we were encouraged to do to by a lot of people to in our lives to go ahead and just do those goals you know Mm -hmm. for sure yeah yeah for sure there's there's women that i know like that have there's plenty of women that i know that have gone back in their 40s and and completed phds or different things like that for sure that's so amazing yeah Mm -hmm. what about you leah I think that Katie, like we have so many Southern women, like women in our family that are just, uh, you know, just really strong Southern women that have, have definitely inspired me. So you've already talked about our momo and our, aunt, um, and our mom who of course, you know, um, thanks for calling those out first. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, no. So I would have to say like, if you look like my mother, I have my mother-in-law, I have 
her side of the family. So there's that side of the family. There's plenty of strong Southern women there. Um, but I also have like my, our dad's side of the family. Um, mm-hmm. We've already talked about my grandmother, my dad's mom, plenty of times on this podcast and all of her sisters, every one of them inspired me when I was younger and continue to do so today. Like I constantly think about them and the lessons that I've learned from them. Also my aunt co. So um, my dad's sister. Um, we could do an entire episode on the. Yeah, because like I, we can't talk about Southern women without talking about Aunt Co. I know, <laughs> right? Like I'm calling her Aunt Co too, and she's not really my aunt. <laughs> she's your aunt too. Aunt she is, but she is. Yeah, our, like our Aunt Co, our Aunt Edie, our Aunt Therese. We're talking like we've got some great, you know, yeah. great mm-hmm. models here. All the aunties, right? All the. Aunties. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, we could we literally could do an entire entire like series of episodes on the life lessons I've learned from my aunt. Truly. Like we literally like she could write a book like it's and she's just you know like she's always been one of the most she's one of my favorite people in this entire world you know and on top of that like just having having someone there that supports you and um, encourages you to she's always encouraged us and helped us to go for our goals and mm-hmm. be who we are and um like as obscure you know. as our goals may have been she still supported <laughs> us right she still supported us oh my gosh yeah like she's always been what there cool and human. Mm-hmm. she's just one of my favorite people you know um and she's one of those people like she lives the life she wants and i just love it uh yes. like you know she like, I think, like, with her volunteer, her and Edie volunteering their time with, like, Tired Dog Rescue and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just so, I don't know, I just find it Tired, great. Playing pickleball, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they were playing I, pickleball before pickleball was cool, y'all, just so you don't have to throw that out there. Like Mountain biking, traveling mm-hmm. in their RV. RV, yep. Yes. Yeah, I will say their asses off. They got degrees. Yeah. They worked their asses off, and mm-hmm. now they're retired and enjoying their life. Yeah, you know, continuing to enjoy their life. Like I, I will I, say, I will say, I'm bitter because there was this incident where they helped with a intake of like twenty Dotsons that needed <laughs> like baths, and I was like, why was I not invited to the Dotson bath party? Because I grew <laughs> up with Dotsons, like growing up. I, the only reason I don't have a Dotson is because I work 50 plus hour weeks and my husband will act, actually is like, hell no, but, <laughs> but, oh but yeah, I was yeah. like, how was I not invited to the Dotson washing party? <laughs> oh, <my laughs> gosh. oh, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, we'll have to have her on at some point so she can impart her wisdom and, and she all, can, can talk list, about all of the things that list her life us. lessons, life yeah. rules yes one through ten <laughs> just let her just let her go for it and yeah yeah we'll have to we'll have to have her on just to do that at some point because sure. um I live my life by most of those rules if not all of them yeah actually probably yeah. all of them all of them <laughs> yeah all of them I I repeat them to myself fairly regularly (laughs) I really do I don't know if she even knows that like I don't understand I don't even know if she knows just how often like the lessons that we would literally be like she'd be like life lesson and then she Mm -hmm. would say something 
Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. It reminds me yeah. of um a book I read mm-hmm. where um this one character is his best friend and his brother get married and have kids and then they have he goes through some stuff and he's an actor, but some terrible happens and he has to take care of the kids for a summer and he's like uncle rule number one <laughs> we, we brunch in this family like, that's it that's it that's what she would do is that what she would do yeah she was just like life lesson and then lay it out and you're just like it's so true or she would say something and then she'd be like life lesson you know i literally literally quote her from like to other people like when i'm imparting yes. wisdom i'm like it's a life lesson for my aunt co yeah gotten some you know, mm-hmm. advice from her yeah yeah yep and yeah so i would say that she's probably out like even like within like my mom and and everybody like she's had she's had one of the greatest impacts on my mm-hmm. life and who i am you well, know sure. um mm-hmm. yeah and that's and she was close like we we lived close to her we were you know and, mm-hmm. and like my fam, our families were close. We were over there all the time. Like another person I thought was a great Southern woman. Uh, I haven't seen her or talked to her in years <laughs> is uh, this Dr. Borland from McNair. I liked that Dr. Borland. We've talked about that whole group of ladies. Actually, that whole group of ladies was awesome. We've talked about, we've mentioned them all in passing at some point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Dr. Adina Green and Kim Brown. Yep, both of those women, all three of them from yeah. um, the McNair program at Southern. They mm-hmm. they're all really good examples. Oh, yeah. Wonderful examples of just like mm-hmm. Southern women and career women, and uh, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. sure. and yeah. how to give back to. Like I feel like they were very like genuine people who really embraced like from someone that works at a university still like utilizing a lot of the principles that they used with me at that mm-hmm. time I I really try to take a lot of of uh, what just like I saw them do you know what I mean like how they acted and how they interacted mm-hmm. with their with their students and um uh I try to take a lot of those of, of those lessons to heart too so. that's that's a good point sometimes it's not even what a person says but how they carry themselves through the world mm-hmm. yeah, that sure. can be so impactful or how um, you watch them treat others yes yes mm-hmm. so true mandy mm-hmm. yeah. so true yeah yeah i think you can tell a lot about a person from their interactions with strangers like mm-hmm. uh, service people service service workers exactly mm-hmm. um yeah oh that is sure. that is so important to me like when I see mm-hmm. that is like one of my biggest pet peeves, which is honestly an episode we should probably talk about. We should probably do that <laughs> at some point. But one of my biggest pet peeves is people not treating service workers as people. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that's exactly mm-hmm. who they are. You know. Have y'all have y'all seen that? Um, I think it's a I saw it, I think a short. It was a short on it was probably a TikTok made into a short or a reel on YouTube, but it was like Gen Z, millennial, and boomer, how they leave their tables at a restaurant. Yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, millennials <laughs> clean like, up their table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like, Gen- <laughs> everything is stacked up, you know? Yep. And um, boomers are, you know, they leave it because they, they're paying enough for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just interesting. I was like, 
I didn't realize that it was just yeah that was interesting yeah I thought so too Gen Z also cleans up their table too Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. they also we've all been there better than all of us we've all been uh you know in some kind of service work service industry oh my gosh yeah exactly we've all had multiple jobs Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know and I have some really cool patrons too that just have some interesting like life stories um I can't talk about them because like you know that's kind of a you yeah. know confidential thing but it's definitely I hear some interesting stories from some of the the women that call and and visit my department and oh, some yeah. of them are heartbreaking and some of them it's just so interesting like like you know for example like going through like terrible divorce in a time before they could even get a credit card and like making it work and it's just incredible yeah yeah I've had many colleagues in the past that have also been like that um all of our friends like so many of our friends too like not even to mention them you know what I mean but like Mm -hmm. I mean there's so many people in our lives that we could talk about that are inspiring to us that it's like y'all we blessed (laughs) we blessed we surrounded we're surrounded by some pretty phenomenal humans you know Mm -hmm. so agreed agreed (laughs) yeah all the different people that have gotten us to where we are and have helped shape who we are as as women um yeah good examples southern women yeah my old roommate or my old not roommate roommate um in college (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah no, what the full name though i guess we can't wouldn't necessarily want to use the full name but oh my gosh she's such a, a cool human yeah mm-hmm. need to have yeah. her on it so i want point. to have her on at some point yeah that'd be great so many people mm-hmm. from the lucky day program that we were mm-hmm. that we were with and yeah um, my a lot of my um the students that were in the mcnair program with me as well like i still follow a lot of them on facebook and Mm-hmm. Um, one of them Kimberly uh was reached out to me to do like recently by recently I mean like in the last like I think like five or six years maybe so not like <laughs> yeah recently, that's me too recent. it's kind of like time is a little bit of a construct now <laughs> yeah way more recent than like 2009 when I graduated from or 2008 when I graduated from college you know yeah um but like I did a survey for her for something um some something for like I think her dissertation or something like that she was getting she had gone back so she mm-hmm. gotten I think her master's and then she went back and got her um her her PhD um and I know she just got married some also again somewhat recently but not that recently you know um mm-hmm. yeah like she was uh she was really sweet um but I did like a survey for her or something and so I I loved that she was she you know she reached out to me and felt comfortable enough to like mm-hmm. ask me to do something like that and I was like oh yeah that'd be great and and you know mm-hmm. yeah I think it's yeah great. someone someone else who recently cropped up from my she was in my McNair class and she also was a um was also a theta mm-hmm. was Dorian <gasps> yeah Dorian yeah, yeah Dorian's kind of has cropped back up mm-hmm. <laughs> in my like <laughs> very cool very cool yeah so I don't but... know if we've ever actually just to like we talked a lot about McNair so McNair is a scholarship program 
um, a leadership program that Mandy and I were a part of at mm-hmm. in college. And it's it like intense graduate prep, yeah. graduate school prep. Yeah. It trains you to be a good grad student, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did, and a lot of these women, we were in a program that um, helped us to do this. And then a lot of the women that ran it were just really phenomenal. It was a very like mm-hmm. uh, life-changing experience, I think for both Mandy and I, in a lot of ways, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. At least two of my, three of my classmates had children they were raising while they were doing wow. it. And wow. that's just like incredible. Yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah. Yeah. That's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. One had like twin boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, gosh. oh my God. Mentioning people that you've worked with and I'm just sitting here thinking about all of my Pilates clients. I, mm-hmm. I went from uh, working at the Pilates studio to when the pandemic happened, it shut down. And I made a rule that I, when I went on to do my own instruction, my private, you know, sessions with people that I was not going to work with sucky people. That was my rule because <laughs> mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. choose if, if this mm-hmm. is, you know, my yeah. one hour with someone that I'm going to spend um, work, you know, working on uh, strength and uh, joint mobility that I was not going to work with sucky people so um yeah all of my clients are amazing <laughs> because I followed that rule you know and I love it. most of them most of them are women and um they're you know just strong boss ladies so you know who else I should have already mentioned and I can't believe I haven't mentioned her yet but my she was a guest on um a few seasons ago and Mandy um in her card catalog may remember <laughs> But it's uh, uh, my friend Sue Reedy and now Sue Reedy Crabtree. Um, but when we were in college together, so this woman, she is like the definition of badass to me. She ran a restaurant for her parents, like this catfish restaurant, and went to school for marine biology. She graduated with a degree in marine biology with me and ran a restaurant. So she was full-time in classes and running a restaurant where she was the co- the chef like she yeah. was the cook okay and at the same time like how do you even do that and then she ended up going on to culinary school she worked for the Ritz Carlton and she's just I don't know she's just always been one of those badass women in my life she's one of those people that I go to for advice or I've gone to for advice yep we all don't have to be just one thing <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like so that's a good lesson. Well, I'm going to say that I hope that for the people that listen to us, that maybe we're the, you know, the, some of the Southern women that help them get through their day or give them, you know, insight into something that they're struggling with, or just give them like that one nugget they need for that moment. I'm a very big believer of like a serendipity in the universe. If we're going to get woo woo that, you know, sometimes you get what you need <laughs> when you need it. Uh, so definitely hang out for another, you know, for hopefully many, many more seasons. I can't believe we've made it three years already. So it's, it's gone by fast (laughs) and we will see y'all next time. For more stories and all things Southern, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple podcast or wherever you find your podcast. 
can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms at Don't Tell Momo. We would like to give a big thank you to David Sewell for the original music. Thank you to all of our Momos who have inspired us along the way. And thank you to Anchor for your incredibly user-friendly site. 